0: listening to the girl next door podcast. I'm Erica and I'm Kelsey. We're two former next door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good laugh. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink and stay a while.
1: Hey friend, hello friend. Today we are talking all about creating family and how we try to cultivate the family dynamic we hope for within our little families. But
0: first, you have a drink and a snack for I us. I sure do. It's a very fall. It really, lovely. it really is kind of a little fall spread. So first of all, I made us French press coffee, mm-hmm. which I am usually drinking my tea, but coffee is just yeah. kind of nice, like especially later morning. Yeah, in the fall. So I made us some French press coffee, and we just recently got from Iconic Cocktail, you know, our favorite brand who mm-hmm. makes cocktail mixers and whatnot. They have a Cascara Vanilla, mm. which is kind of you can use it for cocktails i haven't yet but for coffee and tea yeah so
1: i think would also be good in
0: like a maple bourbon cider or something like that Ooh, Mm -hmm. i'm gonna make one of those that's Mm -hmm. one of my Ooh, that's one of my favorites in the fall yeah and then i also sliced some honey crisp apple okay and i dusted it with cinnamon i did three over here with pumpkin pie spice just as a experiment because i've never tried that so and
1: you were saying this is an obsession of yours lately right yes i'm loving it so let's try it cheers cheers Vanilla
0: coffee. hmm. hmm. That's good. French press just makes so smooth, I think.
1: It really does. It's really good. I didn't know if it was because of the vanilla or the... I mean, I think it's kind of both, mm-hmm. but... I think it's the French press, though. Wow. What is it about that, you think? Mm-hmm. Is it just not maybe like burn the beans as much so you don't get the bitterness. I
0: honestly have no idea. I'm sure there is a you you do a more coarse ground and then it just okay. sits in the hot water. Maybe, Maybe it's the, just a little
1: gentler yeah, of a brew.
0: Yeah, exactly. It mm. is such a nice French press is just such a nice ritual. Boil the water, pour it in, yes. let it sit, then plunge it. And it's so cute. It's very cute. It's like the perfect size to just have on the table at brunch or for like two yeah. people to share a pot of French press coffee. Yeah. And it's, it's very small. So we have it because we're not drinking coffee regularly. So that way we can just put that away in a cabinet. Doesn't take up as much right. room as a coffee pot. Right. And then we can still have... When we have people over, like we had a little family brunch... We just kind of made a few pots like back to back, like Uh poured it out and then made another one. Uh It doesn't take too long. Right. So um, anyway, yeah, we love it. I like it a lot. Okay. Let me try this pumpkin spice Yeah. I'm going to try one of these too with the pumpkin spice.
1: Mm. Mm, I like it. That, it's like pie in your mouth. It is, except it's healthy. Like, Isn't why, that amazing? Why is it so hard to get your head around that? You could just sprinkle cinnamon or pumpkin pie spice.
0: Right. And you already have the sweetness <laughs> and the sugar with the apples. You don't have to have the whole pie. Like that—that that is the good flavor in right. the pie that right. you're tasting. Exactly. <laughs> I like it. So it's good. good.
1: It's really good. I appreciate you introducing this to me. The
0: apple with the cinnamon yeah, and you know, spice. <laughs> the novel idea of apples exactly. and cinnamon. You're welcome. Because
1: I just feel like fall, I always want like the carby. Yeah. Pastries, and you know, you just Mm -hmm. want the cakes
0: and all of the Mm -hmm. baked goods, but Mm -hmm. this hits that spot. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. nice to have a, and it's like crunchy, Mm -hmm. satisfying.
1: Gotta have a good apple, get get you some honeycrisp. Oh, those, the good good. honeycrisp. So, we could say so many things. I was just saying I have a lot to say about this, about creating family and approach this from a lot of different angles, but let's just start with this. What would you say, kind of the overall? Family dynamic was when you were growing up, and traditions you think are important just for you growing up.
0: Yeah, I feel like what this is such an interesting topic. Where once you start thinking about it, it does just feel like you have so much to say, and it's such a foundational part of who you are—the family that you're creating. It's very loaded. Like even for us, the adoption layer in there. Like there's just a lot. Yes. So buckle up, listeners. All right. (laughs) So uh, I will say first, I just feel very fortunate. I had have very loving. A very loving and supportive family, very loving and supportive Mm -hmm. parents. And I would say just generally, I I would characterize my family growing up a loving and supportive family that loves to laugh. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, if I had to think kind Mm -hmm. of of those main things important to us. Um, And both of my parents also had very loving parents. Mm -hmm. You know, I just think we're just very lucky Mm -hmm. to have that be something that they grew up with and had modeled for them and they passed on down to us. Um, Some of the other dynamics that just, as I was thinking about this, that I think I saw and I'm carrying that forward. um, I really saw my parents as having a very equal partnership in their Mm -hmm. marriage. You know, my dad did housework um, not just like yard work he is the one who always cleaned the kitchen and he was um, kind of more the one that maybe liked the house even tidier Mm -hmm. when we were having guests over things Mm -hmm. like that he's kind of more the one that would sometimes put out some little seasonal decor or like do something for us for you know little Halloween spread or Valentine's spread or things like that you know like kind of some little domestic touches Mm -hmm. like that Um, I have a younger sister, Elizabeth, and I think my parents did such a great job, like encouraging a really healthy sibling dynamic between Mm -hmm. the two of us. There was never any competition. There was never any comparison. So I never felt like Greg grew up, Mm -hmm. you know, with any with anything Mm -hmm. like that. Um, In terms of just kind of traditions and values, um, really silly jokes like that won't make sense to anyone else and those are just so fun to have because there's things that and honestly a lot of times I think it was maybe my mom and my sister coming up with but then once they told us or we heard it we would just all laugh about it and there's just things to this day that we can all crack up about that just are so dumb Mm -hmm. but they're so fun to have um I think my family, we all love telling stories, Mm -hmm. like just kind of an account of, oh, I saw this interesting thing Mm -hmm. and and just kind of that sharing of it, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, when I kind of think back to it, seems like when we're all together, we like to be able to share those things or whether it's something interesting, a lot of times something just kind of funny, Mm -hmm. um, And yeah, that's something that I think about now when I want to just kind of share, notice something out in the world. Oh, I can't wait to kind of like tell someone about that. I remember just feeling like I had a lot of support for my interests, Mm -hmm. like for example, my dad started taking me to concerts mm-hmm. when I was in middle school. Like Austin is such a, you know, music yeah. central place. And I was kind of getting into music. A good spot to be a cool dad, right? Exactly. <laughs> and you know, I like my very first concert, I didn't go with a friend. Mm-hmm. I just went with my dad. Mm-hmm. I, I think I was 13. He stayed in the back and like got a beer and just let me go to the front That's awesome. which like when I think about it right. now as a parent I'm right. like oh my gosh with all those like men and just like people standing <laughs> right. around because it was just like a general admission yeah kind of place so he took me to several concerts and I mean we're talking bands like Everclear yeah I mean like yeah. kind of like this hard rock stuff right. that I'm sure my dad was like what is this crazy right. music the kids are like listening to the grunge to? of the 90s yes. or whatever um and Later, another really big part of my life, I saw rowing at the Olympics just on television and just thought, that looks really cool. I want to do that. Mm-hmm. And my parents found like a team and were willing mm-hmm. to drive me like into Austin mm-hmm. to do practice, you know, three, four times a week. So just now as a parent, when you realize like the demands on your schedule, oh gosh. isn't it like.
1: Yes. You just really, for every activity that your parents right. schlepped you exactly. to. Exactly. The just time, so the money, yeah. the weekends, all yeah. of that
0: stuff. So you definitely feel very appreciative. Um, card and board games were became yeah. a big thing in my family yeah. and something that we still really love. And there was kind of this funny thing where it felt like, any of the boyfriends that my sister and I would bring home would kind of have to go through trial by card game. I like it. Like they would come over for dinner and then over dessert we would all like play cards. Yeah. And it this would is how of, we know if you exactly, exactly. Like, are you a sore loser? Are you super competitive? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like this is kind of our family dynamic. Right. I like that. Um I feel like there is a value of extended family, like seeing extended family. Mm -hmm. My dad has family in uh, Georgia and in Tennessee. And we would, you know, try to travel every year, every so to see them. And he's really close with his sisters. Mm -hmm. And the same with my mom, we would travel to see her parents in Arkansas. And her brother actually lives in Austin. So we got to grow up with Uh, my cousins close by, Mm -hmm. one of which is Emily, cousin of the pod. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hello, Emily. I think there was also not an emphasis on stuff and consuming. Mm -hmm. My parents Mm -hmm. drove used cars until just very recently. Mm -hmm. Um, They still live in the same house that they bought in 1980, you Uh, know, so uh there wasn't as much of that kind of going um, bigger, kind of moving up, or at least just putting the money in, in those things, even when they had the capability um, to do so. Limiting screen time. There was a there was a moratorium put on weekday <laughs> screen time, I remember. And at the time I think I was really bummed to be not watching my hey dude on Nickelodeon <laughs> after school. But I am now so thankful that they that they did that right. and you know kind of limited that. And then a love of books in the library, definitely from my mom being active. My dad is an avid runner, mm-hmm. still runs to this day, six days a week. And I started wow. first mm-hmm. exercising with him because I would watch him go on his runs every day, leaving from the front porch. And I think finally I was like, hey, where, are you, do that. where are you going? Yeah, I want to go. <laughs> I want to do that. <laughs> um, and I think just a general awareness of an investment in like local and bigger community, just like through we grew up going to church, and mm-hmm. so I think that encouraged that. And just seeing my parents just have interest, whether talking about it or spending the time, just you know helping others and just having mm-hmm. those conversations about there are you know people, world beyond yeah people in here. many different situations mm-hmm. to be aware of, and that we're so fortunate. So, what about you? Um, okay, so I
1: grew up in Wisconsin mm-hmm. with my parents, who I also feel very fortunate just. Super loving and um, even if overprotective at times in the teenage years, just definitely came from always, a good place. Yeah, always came from a good place. Um, I feel like you just kind of don't know that till you get to be an adult and realize the varying backgrounds that people come from, and people start kind of you know analyzing their own childhoods and mm-hmm. just feel really fortunate for that. Yeah. Um, and I am the oldest of four, so I have a brother who's two years younger than me, Ben, and then. Kelly is 6 years younger than me and David is 7 years younger than me so I was definitely I I came by my bossiness uh, <laughs> honestly right um I feel like we're all like in terms of personality like all of my siblings for sure and maybe this comes from having um a bit of an authoritative uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, thumb on us for a long time it's we we all are sassy like we all just have this like a little bit like tendency to just push back on any authority uh-huh. gotcha. or any like arbitrary gotcha. rules and I don't know how much of it is personality and how much right. of it is That's family funny. culture but we definitely have that we definitely all are like and grew up this way, definitely all like a little bit sarcastic and mm-hmm. spicy, uh-huh. to where I would think in conversations like my mom and my sister are definitely more sensitive and mm-hmm. definitely like affected them mm-hmm. in certain ways. Where the rest of us and my dad were kind of like, "What? What do right. you mean? Like playing around? Yeah, you took that, you know, uh-huh. sensitively or whatever." But yeah. having conversations since then, realizing like, oh, not everybody likes right. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was definitely something too, where even when I got married, like had to realize like I was, uh-huh. I just have a really sharp tongue mm-hmm. and I think it's funny sometimes, or yeah. I just don't even think about right. it and it can be very like gotcha. critical and biting uh-huh. and I have to watch it with my own family mm-hmm. now. Um, But definitely I grew up with where parents were in charge and there was no question about mm-hmm. that. And I, I think about how much like security that actually gave me, like I said, as as a teenager, you know. You feel you push back against that, but also you feel this sense of like, well, it's my parents. Mm-hmm. Like it's not me. I can mm-hmm. say no to something because mm-hmm. I'm scared of my dad. Like gotcha. I don't want right. to come home drunk because right. I will. Be, I will never see right. the light of day again. It's like a nice or scapegoat. Yeah. So I I really actually appreciate that now because mm-hmm. um, it was always in a loving way too. I was never. Yeah you know like afraid in a Mm -hmm. physical sense it was just like I know there will be consequences yeah and then I think between growing up that way and working with kids as a teacher I just feel that kids flourish best with the boundaries that they Mm -hmm. know that they're clear Mm -hmm. they know you know how far they can go Mm -hmm. and just the confidence that comes from knowing the adults are in charge Mm um so yeah respect and that part of it was just huge with me and is for me now as a parent Mm -hmm. and was as a teacher um I think that like holidays and birthdays were always a big deal. Mm-hmm. And and I even think about it now I and mean, we have some very strong tra- traditions around the holidays to where we have to like work to like, it's okay to have new ones <laughs> right, now, to be you know, but also I just love the sense of like, it was kind of us against the world. Like mm-hmm. I remember for a couple years, we, you know, there was some extended family craziness going mm-hmm. on and whatever. And so we just had Thanksgiving, the six of us mm-hmm. and just really cultivated this, mm-hmm. both of my parents had some other extended family drama Mm -hmm. or issues Mm or um and so they just worked really hard to create like Mm -hmm. our family dynamic that they wanted. Yeah. My dad didn't grow up with the dad and so he takes still to this day like being a dad is his like Mm -hmm. number one priority Mm -hmm. and takes it very seriously and a Mm -hmm. huge part of his identity. And um it could have gone the other way very easily. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just super thankful for that. Mm -hmm. Um I think, yeah, we had extended family around a lot, but it was, yeah, it was hit or miss in terms of Mm -hmm. like how everybody else was doing. And so Mm -hmm. it just was, um, I don't know. I feel like now too, as I've created my little family, like that's important to me too, that like to remember that what's best for us, Mm -hmm. no matter what the outside world and extended Mm -hmm. family is doing in terms of like feeling pressure to do Mm -hmm. things that maybe don't work for our family. Mm -hmm. I feel like that was instilled Early on, that that's okay, and actually, my parents now are very supportive of that. Like oh, you do neat. us as adults, they're like you do what works for your family, and we'll figure it out. You know, that's really so, neat
0: that they're able to yeah, like remember how important that was to them and yeah, and practice that. Pay it forward, and not, I and I know it's not, I hard. think it's hard
1: and not easy yeah. all the time because we, yeah. they did work so hard at that, mm-hmm. but I do always feel supported in that mm-hmm. by them. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so what kind of dynamic do you want in your family? What things are you kind of taking? Taking with you, what's
0: maybe different? Yeah. Well, I mean, luckily, very similar. I mean, I would say just how I describe my family growing up, a loving and supportive family that loves to laugh. Like, I love that description. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that kind of captures what we're, you know, trying to do and a lot of how we're living. Um, The marriage as an equal partnership, I love that. And I feel Mm -hmm. like Chris and I really have that. And I, just that's something I really love about our relationship. Um, A dynamic that I I don't know if it felt like was as explicitly like stated in my family growing up. I mean, I think it was there, but that I really want to emphasize in our family is just like this team dynamic. Mm -hmm. And I just love this idea that it's just kind of like, I want the boys and, and Chris and myself to always know that we're here to support you no matter what, and that there's nothing we can't figure out together. Mm-hmm. You know, like I just, mm-hmm. I, th- I feel like especially during those teenage years or as they start out in the world yes. on their own, I just kind of think almost of this image of like our dinner table. Like I, and I want them to have kind of another aspect to is home as a haven. Yeah. Like whatever home we're in, just wherever we are together, I just want that to feel very protected you can Mm -hmm. be yourself you can have your emotions whatever Mm -hmm. you're worried about nervous about angry about like we're going to be able to figure Mm -hmm. it out together Mm -hmm. and so I I just kind of think about that a lot Um, open and honest is something Mm -hmm. I think about too a lot with them and you know The internet and raising children in the days of the internet Mm -hmm. and all of this information that is available to them can feel very, very daunting and misinformation. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, And so, just for their own, I guess, just confidence and well-being, I, I, I want them to feel like they can talk to us Mm -hmm. about anything, Mm -hmm. and that we will, we can give them information or point them mm-hmm. in the right way that they're not turning to the internet, right. you know, I'm sure that will happen at some right. points, but I, I, I hope as much as possible, you know, that, that you can beat the internet <laughs> to the punch. I know. Maybe at least, <laughs> at least for as long as we I can. I feel like it does force
1: some like conversations earlier and yeah, things like that. Exactly. Like it's like, well, so you're going to tell
0: them or the internet's going to exactly. tell them. You want to say it in your words or YouTube. Exactly. <laughs> um, and another thing I think about is, is, demonstrating for them, living our values, like Mm -hmm. being active and healthy, uh, making lifestyle choices that are good for the environment and putting more good into the world than we found it with, you know, I want them to hear us talking about those things, but then I want them to see us doing those Mm -hmm. things. Cause I think that's what really will make that impact those habits, those practices that, you know, I hope they'll carry, carry forward. Mm -hmm. I love all that. And so much of it is like,
1: Way harder. We'll get into this, but it's way harder to. It's like everybody wants those things, right. and then How they're do really you hard do it? to. Yeah. <laughs> so I think about um definitely the respect piece is huge for me, mm-hmm. and I think that um that starts at home. Mm-hmm. So like that's I I hope then that that carries out right. into like. Being aware when you are in somebody's space, or mm-hmm. you know, learning mm-hmm. all those things at home are super important yes. to me.
0: And like in at your first job, yeah, and just yeah, everything.
1: Just like starting now when the stakes are low, learning how to just like be aware of other people and how, and your impact on them is important to me. At home, and then um, bravery. Bravery has been kind of a really big theme for our family kind of accidentally like none of us would have chosen to have to be brave in the ways that we were to even become a family and how much bravery it took for the girls to even you know come to us and trust us and whatever and they Mm -hmm. just came with so much like generalized fear Mm -hmm. so teaching about true bravery that's not just like oh don't be scared of that there's no such thing as monsters or there's but really like that things are scary I mean they've already been through some of the scariest things that no adult will ever have to go to so it's like thinking about ways to teach them about that Mm -hmm. and how you can be scared and do things anyways and what's healthy fear and what's Mm -hmm. it's like we've had to have a lot more conversations about that than I ever would have Mm -hmm. I never would have thought that would be Mm -hmm. like a huge emphasis in our family Mm -hmm. but it really is yeah and modeling that like modeling Mm -hmm. taking risks and modeling like being afraid and doing it anyways and stuff like that um responsibility is pretty Mm -hmm. huge for me I will say I think that it's changing a bit as we're out of the house, but um, definitely my parents' dynamic growing up, I think my mom felt very put upon sometimes. Mm. And my dad was amazing in so many ways, but we'll, they will both admit, like, the work shared around the house mm-hmm. and in terms of the kids even, like, mm-hmm. we didn't have regular chores gotcha. and right. we didn't. Yeah. So my mom just, like, stayed home and took care of a lot of mm-hmm. that, but not always... Mm -hmm. I mean like anybody that would get old right? Yes. (laughs) and I feel like a lot of us you know my siblings and I talk about feeling like we were a little bit ill prepared for like Mm -hmm. handling all that on our own like groceries and laundry and all of the things partly because my mom just did such a good job of it so
0: that is such a fine line because you want to show you're showing love and like the service aspect of it exactly and then where's that line between showing the love and taking care so they can be kids versus preparing them And so, yeah,
1: I think that that's been a big, I think it's something I'm good at as Mm -hmm. a mom is teaching them responsibility Mm -hmm. and independence in some, you know, age appropriate ways and always kind of adding a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that like teaching helped with that because I saw what Mm -hmm. kids were capable of and like oh because you cannot be doing everything for 25 kids in a classroom like you're going to need to learn to tie your shoes (laughs) right you're gonna need to learn how to zip your pants like all of those things so that's something that um, I'm really proud of in our family is Mm -hmm. I feel like we're raising responsible little ladies Mm -hmm. and they're you know just it's just part of what we do it's Mm -hmm. not even like a formal Mm -hmm. thing it's just you just clean up after yourselves and you do these things Yeah. to where it's hard when we have friends over or like family and we're just having fun and it's a different dynamic like it's a party or whatever where Julia's like yelling From upstairs, hey, you guys need to come clean this up. Like, because at home, you know, we're just like, you don't move on to something else until you've cleaned up. But it's kind of so we have to talk about, like, no, I mean, not everybody has to clean up everything all the time. (laughs) Um, and then just fun, like, and this is something that's hard because I think, um, it was so stressful Mm -hmm. getting them and Mm -hmm. it wasn't fun Mm -hmm. for so long um and it just kind of sucked some of the joy out of mm-hmm. family life that like that's definitely something we're trying to get back mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um another thing is definitely connected by some grounding rituals like mm-hmm. I do love that mm-hmm. you know that sense of home is a haven mm-hmm. and i think part of how that happens is with a dinner or with weekend breakfasts or with um this is how we celebrate birthdays and so mm-hmm. figuring out kind of what that looks like for your family mm-hmm. and then i will say something different also than or more, I guess, than I would like from what the way I grew up is I just feel like we were very we were raised very conservatively, which often means not super open about everything. Mm-hmm. Like very protectionist mm-hmm. and also, um like I don't remember having a sex talk in particular. Mm-hmm. It was like mm-hmm. well, we just, just don't do it till right. you're married. Right. That's it. <laughs> right. Um so stuff like that. Like just really wanting to have a much more honest and open dialogue and not mm-hmm. have so many things be taboo mm-hmm. but more of like conversation mm-hmm. about like yes we have firm rules but here's why and you right. can ask us anything about that right. and yeah. you know i like that um and then because of maybe partly because of my parents really working hard to cultivate that family dynamic and um some other extended family stuff i feel like often though there was like an us versus them in a bad way mm-hmm. like those kind of people gotcha. we don't do we don't mm-hmm. drink or smoke or chew mm-hmm. or go with girls who do like that kind <laughs> right, of whole right. <laughs> thing and I just I I had to be number one because like my girl's birth family looks nothing like my mm-hmm. birth family did mm-hmm. looks not you know what I mean like mm-hmm. there's just this overall acceptance that had mm-hmm. to come with all of that and like that people are people mm-hmm. and we can love people and I, I don't know I'm not articulating it very well but yeah. just a little bit less us versus them yeah. in the world. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, what are you kind of doing to foster those things? We talked about that being a hard yeah. thing. What are some intentional things yeah. that you do?
0: Oh, man. Well, I mean, as far as having a, a loving and supportive family, I mean, so many things trying to, especially in these younger years. I, and I feel like I'm really trying to work on this this year is just my. My patients, I, I already feel like I'm a patient person, but they're definitely just behaviors and as they get older and just have more emotions and just these behaviors that they can dig in. It's not that you can just kind of solve something and it's frustrating in the moment, mm-hmm. but things can really last. You can't first. just like redirect like right. you used to, yeah. Yes. Um so I've been working I've been working on that and I feel like pretty good about kind of, you know, feeling in a, in a better place. And, you know, my boys too, just whether it's that they're boys or whether it's just their personality, they are just very energetic, very mm-hmm. loud kids. <laughs> you know, they have a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. And... And, you know, so when they are in the house and they just love to play like wrestling, like, yeah. I mean, they're like lion cubs. Yeah. You know, they, they just... were over the other weekend. They, and I was like, you you said something about, it. I feel like I'm just, am <laughs> I
1: having a different experience? I said, you're definitely having a different experience yes. than me with right. my like mellow girls. Right. Like, exactly. It's I mean, so like, like,
0: like. Throw pillows they see uh for literally, literally throwing <laughs> they were literally having like throw pillow battles the other day you know and and so. For me, anyway, that can be challenging, just like that energy and everything. But I think just taking a step back and realizing this is them. This Mm -hmm. is how they're playing. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, people, I can't say no one's getting hurt, but there's only minor injury. (laughs) And they seem to to be fine with it. Um, So anyway, just kind of being supportive of just who they are, Mm. you know, and kind of giving them a bit more latitude so hard when it's they're so hard I'm sure as a kid even you weren't wild like no, just energy wise I don't remember being when you're like way. a
1: calm person right and you like the quiet and mm-hmm. you like it's very hard to it's be like very hard my girls are not even wild I wouldn't say I think most people would consider them on the lower end of the spectrum yeah. in terms of like energy and yeah. wildness but like just the kid level, right? It's just like noise and put, yeah, uh, like putting your own preferences aside a little mm-hmm. bit and being like, no, they're just being kids mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. a very hard thing. Yeah,
0: it's hard. So anyway, I feel like I am have been kind of working at that, just thinking about it more as that's mm-hmm. coming out more about their personalities mm-hmm. and, and, and feel like we're doing a good job of being supportive of that. Um, I think another thing in terms of being loving and supportive, I think a lot about you know, what it means to raise boys and Mm -hmm. the expectation on boys and men in Mm -hmm. our, in our culture. And I think we've come a long way. I think we still have a long way to go. And I think this is for boys and for girls. Mm -hmm. Um, But I want them as much as possible to feel like they can be whoever Mm -hmm. they are. I want them to be boys and men in whatever way that looks Mm -hmm. like for them. Mm -hmm. And so, we try not to use l- like language like that's for boys that's right. for girls right. you know if they express interest in something that's fine i try to get books and just use those to talk about mm-hmm. um just showing Boys doing lots of things, showing girls doing lots Mm -hmm. of different things, you know, just things like that. I mean, people from all backgrounds Mm -hmm. and whatnot. But that's just kind of something that I think about too. You know, when they see me painting my nails and they want to paint their Mm -hmm. nails, I don't hesitate. Right. You are welcome to paint your nails. When they, you know, they like to, if they kind of like to think about their hair Mm -hmm. and just kind of some of those appearance things that I feel like we often put more upon on girls Mm -hmm. or think more of that. Yeah. So I just kind of try to think more about that. Um, I have something that sometimes I say to them before they go to sleep that I feel like kind of, um, kind of captures it. And I say, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, no matter who you are, your mama will love you through and through. Mm. So I hope that I'm showing, showing them that. Um, uh, Laughing a lot. I mean, I think that luckily just comes naturally mm-hmm. to us and to mm-hmm. them i think just willing to be silly you know mm-hmm. on their level that they're just being silly at and don't you feel like you have to just like join the
1: circus yes, sometimes exactly. otherwise the circus will drive you nuts exactly. like you just have to yes. get there on that level exactly and
0: you can either try to be there stopping the train right. or just get, get on the train <laughs> Get on the crazy train. <laughs> um, so like, for example, one thing that sometimes we do is if one of them, you know, gets hurt, not seriously so, but mm-hmm. they're clearly going to kind of cry about it and stuff. Mm-hmm. We do a silly reenactment, like a replay. Like oh, they're sitting funny. there kind of like, oh, uh, and yeah. like, oh, can I show you what just happened? And then just play it up. Like you were walking like this. And then you ran into the door like, and then just hilarious. like fall on the ground, like play it up and, It's just, it like works every time. I love that. I've never heard of that, but that's a great idea. (laughs) I feel like we just kind of made it up probably on a whim, like, oh my gosh, do something. Yeah. And then, you know, they'll get into it. And then the one that got hurt wants to replay it and make a big deal out of it. And it like
1: changes the mood like that. Yeah, exactly.
0: So that's just kind of, just like things like that. Yeah. in terms of being open and honest, I think just we try to have family dinner together at the table every night. And I just think that just that space for dinner table conversations. Mm-hmm. And um, I think as they get older and as we're able to have just, you know, more, more like what looks like real conversations, just Chris and I sharing more about our days and being mm-hmm. honest, like what was challenging about mm-hmm. our days, what we feel proud of, what, you know, I want them to see us problem solving. I want them to hear us talk about being stressed or proud Mm -hmm. or happy or, you know, and, and for them to feel like they can offer something worthwhile, like, you know, what do you think I should do? What what would you do? Um, also being just very open and honest about how our bodies work and Mm -hmm. where babies come from. Mm -hmm. Like that's something that Chris and I just talked maybe even before having kids like that's just something we want to be so open about from the beginning that it doesn't feel not a sex talk. Exactly. It's like a progression ongoing conversation, body conversation. Exactly. And hopefully that that just kind of opens the chant the communication channels yeah. as much as yeah. possible um like for example they both know that they used to live in my uterus mm-hmm. and were born through my vagina all right like i like it I, we're very Matter much like fact. call a penis a penis yep kind of family you know <laughs> yes <laughs> um so just kind of like that so i do have a, a book recommendation um for preschool and young kids about kind of where babies come from and it it, it does look at a traditional family with like a mom, dad Mm -hmm. and kids from like Mm -hmm. birth mother, but um, it's called the baby tree Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it's just really sweet. It has really great illustrations and it just explains where babies come from on just a, a, a lovely basic level but gives them just the basic words i mm-hmm. think it's like a seed from the dad is planted inside an egg mm-hmm. in the mom grows inside the mom and right. then it's born right. it just kind of like lays that foundation uh-huh. you know like the basics like you know i have another one which i don't know if i've
1: mentioned on the podcast before that that does kind of the same thing and more about just bodies in general so you okay. can even use it as a reference throughout I would like that yeah. and it's it isn't the stork or it wasn't oh, the stork or something i've heard I'll of have that title. I've heard of title. title okay but yeah um same kind of thing where it starts off with just like naming the body parts and it's like a cartoon drawing so it's not like graphic (laughs) whoa (laughs) whoa that's a lot um but then you know moves into different things and even talks about like infertility and how Mm. some families use doctors to help or some people use adoption or whatever and so yeah i i have not even really cracked that open we've just had more conversations Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. i i know that's another good one Mm -hmm. like that
0: yeah Um, And then as far as a house being a haven, I think just, you know, we've talked about so much. We both love just creating our home environment Uh and just the house being comfortable and cozy. That doesn't have to mean that you're spending a lot of money. Mm -hmm. I think it just is kind of about pride and just caring about the home mm-hmm. environment in whatever that way in whatever it looks like for you like it mm-hmm. doesn't mean it has to be clean all the time you know yeah maybe it makes... just means blankets on the couch that they know when they're right. watching a movie or something yeah. they grab a blanket exactly and they'll always feel exactly. that cozy feeling yeah and, yeah I think it's just kind of that um like like this is meaningful and mm-hmm. worthwhile mm-hmm. you know in whatever way um so and um, for me that includes not having too much stuff around, you know, we're mm-hmm. kind of a little bit more minimal just so that there's room to room to live. And then just kind of home traditions like the family dinners, uh recognizing the seasons and mm-hmm. kind of giving a nod to those in different ways, whether it's the food we eat or little touches mm-hmm. here and there, little pumpkin strewn all right. about. Right.
1: all <laughs> oh, I have so much to say. Okay.
0: So I think I am here for it. I, I am
1: like, oh my goodness. Okay. So first of all, we definitely um you know, we talked about like the rules of like in our house, we are respectful, Mm -hmm. we're honest and we are brave and responsible. And we Mm -hmm. talk about what all those things mean. And if they have a hard time with one of those rules, there's always like kind of the way we deal with it is like some sort of timeout, whether that's you need to go Mm -hmm. to your room or you need to go to a different space. And then if we have sent them to that space, it's always understood that like we will come talk to you about it before you re-enter the space of (laughs) family. So if it's like, you know because you can tie any behavior back to those rules really and so if you if they have hit their sister for example and they're in their room i always just come in and we we try to stick to this sometimes we go rogue cuz we're mad or we're whatever but if yeah. we find it works way better when we stick to this there's always a question of what happened mm-hmm. and that gives them so it's, Both not, the it's oppor- not, what did you do? Exactly. It gives them the opportunity to own what they did mm-hmm. and tell you you're not telling them like mm-hmm. you hit your sister right. and that you know it's not yeah. finger wagging but it's also giving them an opportunity to explain maybe more of it and mm-hmm. feel heard. Right. So whether that behavior was justified or not it was still wrong but it at least allows them to say like well she was bothering me and I so -hmm. then you can talk about how to handle that differently so I'll say like what happened Mm -hmm. what is our rule about respect Mm -hmm. what is our rule about honesty whatever it might be if it's respect and we'll we'll say like in kid language respect means Mm -hmm. I treat others the way I want to be treated Mm -hmm. and so they have to say that back like what Mm -hmm. does respect mean what's our rule about that Mm -hmm. and then we could say how could you handle how Mm -hmm. could you handle that differently Mm -hmm. And, and obviously this is a much it, that was a much more pared down, you know, mm-hmm. when they were two, when Julia right. was two, it right. was, we don't hit. Mm-hmm. That is not respectful. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, what you need to probably go say sorry or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And with, with apologies, even we always try to connect it with, you know, I try to put that on them now and say, what do you think you need to do to make that right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that teaches them like, sorry is not a band aid. You know, it's, that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. And like true forgiveness is not that. And then they never have to say like, it's okay to their Mm -hmm. sister. Mm -hmm. I've taught them from the beginning. They can say, I forgive you Mm -hmm. because that's a choice. It's not saying Mm -hmm. that hitting was okay. Mm -hmm. It's saying, I'm choosing to forgive you. Mm -hmm. And then the person who has wronged the other person (laughs) can say, what can I do to make it right? And we've even done this now with ourselves like Mm -hmm. if they've been disrespectful to us Mm -hmm. we'll say you know like what do you think you need to do and they'll say I'm sorry and Mm -hmm. uh, we'll say something like okay what can you do to make it right Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. you need to ask mommy what you can do to make it right and sometimes it's if they were disrespectful and made a mess it's Mm -hmm. I need you to go clean that up Mm -hmm. or if it's like really like just a nasty attitude we've dealt with Mm -hmm. or something as they get older Mm -hmm. there's even you know this kind of a love and logic thing but like saying like well I think that um I've I've spent 20 minutes deciding if this was a lie or not. Mm. And you can now make that right by cleaning the bathroom mm. for me. Cause I, that's time that I could have been doing something Mm -hmm. else
0: Mm -hmm. and just
1: make it matter of fact and Mm -hmm. fair. It's not about like, Mm -hmm. so I was like, oh, I never would have thought that sounds like worse than it is, but Mm -hmm. really they've responded really, really well to that. Like, Mm. and it's helping them connect their behavior to like, no, that's actually like, it's not just me being mean. And I don't like you talking to me like that. Like you're wasting time. You're you're, having an effect on other people. That is a tough lesson. Teaching them Mm -hmm. that. And Mm -hmm. so that's been really really good and I think that that consistency and that script helps us stay calm Mm -hmm. when we can remember that too and Mm -hmm. not just feel like we're grasping at straws all the time and I feel like the repetition for them is like okay you know what respect means now Mm -hmm. and you're like starting to internalize Mm -hmm. that and Mm -hmm. it just just happens with practice so
0: I really like that
1: um we always do when we do family dinner or any family meal and sit down or just a chance to sit down at the end of the day, we always talk about what was your best thing mm-hmm. and we go around the table and each just share a best thing mm-hmm. about the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've started to add, cause I want them to have a space to talk about like hard things yeah. too. started to add after that. Like, was there anything bad or sad that mm-hmm. happened or something that made you feel weird? Mm-hmm. Like,
0: yeah. I don't know.
1: They don't always know the name for it, right. but maybe something just right. opening that space up is I helpful. like that. We've kind
0: of, for some reason, gotten away. We were really good about doing that. I think maybe the boys got into this, this silly thing of just, Always saying nothing or just like right. some silly right. answer, so we needed a little break. Yeah. So maybe we need to no. And we, know, it. it's
1: funny because I think some of these things like just take so much work too. Because we definitely got in a thing too where like that even became a power struggle. Like yeah. they were fighting about who right. said best things exactly. first, and we we're like, never mind, exactly. we'll miss exactly. best times That's tonight. Like
0: not the point of it right. at all. <laughs> and trying
1: to just like take that back. Like ugh, right, they will turn anything yes. into that kind of a struggle. um But also like fun rituals, like we do family happy hour, and I don't Aww. know how like appropriate it is to call it happy hour because <laughs> they'll, they'll eventually be like i mean we've been having happy hours since we were five but we always like to have like a drink and make dinner and whatever mm-hmm. like when jeremiah gets home a little earlier on fridays Aww. and so then we have usually a little special something for them to have like I a love soda that. or I love that. lemonade because yeah. usually it's water Fun otherwise little snack or something to where it was so funny because we had friends over last minute yesterday for dinner and it was like wild, like the kids were being wild and we were playing music kind of like yeah. we would on a Friday. Right. And so they knew there was root beer in the fridge Ooh. from last Friday uh-huh. and they were like, um, Reed, can you have a happy hour drink with us? <laughs> they're like, this is happy hour, right? <laughs> <That's so laughs> Even though it's a Monday. So That's cute. So we always do weekend breakfast. Like Jeremiah yeah. always makes us breakfast on the weekends yeah. and it's always a big mm-hmm. hearty breakfast mm-hmm. Um, to where they're real disappointed if there's not some eggs or bacon oh, or something right. involved. The in full the weekend. spread. Yeah um kind of fostering that independence early on like i said with like I kind of, I don't call them this with the kids, but there's just like living chores that you Mm -hmm. just do to live. Like you put your clothes away, you clear up after yourself, after you eat, after you play. Because we are all humans occupying the same space. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And then I like to do jobs now, like on the weekend, I'll maybe make a little list on the whiteboard and those are things that I pay them for. Mm -hmm. So if it's something I would pay somebody else to do, like clean the bathroom or pick up dog poop, they Mm -hmm. get like a dollar per chore. I like that. And they can choose which ones they do first, Mm -hmm. but those need to be done before we move on to other things. Things. So I like that. I don't do it every weekend. It just kind of depends on right. our schedule and yeah. whatever. Um something that I learned as a teacher, and um if I think back to it, it's kind of how my parents did it too, is kind of a rule of thumb for respect to is to never ignore disrespect. Mm. That you can ignore a lot of things, and it doesn't mean you're reacting to disrespect, mm-hmm. but that disrespect is always addressed mm-hmm. in some way mm-hmm. because you know the first people that they learn to respect are you and their siblings Mm -hmm. that that is always Mm -hmm. addressed Mm -hmm. and like in ways like I kind of just talked about Mm -hmm. um and sometimes it might even just be like that is disrespectful you need to fix it Mm -hmm. or just like in acknowledging like "Mm, we don't talk like that because it's disrespectful yeah um and like that bravery theme we talked about a little bit just we just have a lot of conversations about that Mm. um being brave mm-hmm. especially with girls that's another thing where mm-hmm. I feel like um it's just crazy the messaging they get so early on yeah. that you need to be a damsel in distress yeah. and whatever and I, tr- I think a lot about modeling being like a brave independent mm-hmm. woman for them especially mm-hmm. because we're we're in more traditional roles with me staying home mm-hmm. and Jeremiah working mm-hmm. outside of the home mm-hmm. and um I also have always had him and mm-hmm. so I tend to depend on him mm-hmm. for a lot, like mm. car things, right, and wh- right, I just—I've right. yeah. always been an adult with him, right. and he's just a very like take care of stuff right. kind of a guy, right? And so I try really hard to think about now modeling, like, uh-huh. no, I can take out the garbage too. Right. I can take my car to go get fixed. Right. I can, right. just so they see that mm-hmm. that side of things. Um, we're working a lot on honesty right now. Oh, okay, I think five and above they learn. Gotcha. Really what lying is yeah. and that, that, that it sometimes works. Right. Um, so working really hard on using language like we can before they even answer me, mm. saying we can talk about it now mm-hmm. and deal with the problem mm-hmm. and move on. Or if we don't tell the truth about it, it's going to become a bigger problem or you're gonna have two problems. Gotcha. Oh. So always talking about oh, that two like problems. I like that. <laughs> because it really I mean, and and, right. and we talk about like even as a grown-up, if I do something that daddy doesn't like mm-hmm. He might be mad and we may need to fix it or have a talk Mm -hmm. about it. If I lie to him about it, he Mm -hmm. doesn't trust me. And now Mm -hmm. we have two problems. Now I did something he didn't like and he doesn't trust me. And we talk, we always try to tie it back to trust and Mm -hmm. privileges and that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's starting to sink in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's it's a tricky one. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And just working on the fun. Number one, the stress of becoming a family and toddlers just ruin fun Ooh, they really can't they do sponge where you kind of become the fun police like you know it's going to get out of hand so quickly that you feel like you're forced into this role of like fun management exactly and so I'm really trying to break that habit that's a real
0: oxymoron yeah
1: it's just (laughs) it's a really hard thing and I will realize I'm doing it especially to Jeremiah and the girls like Where before it might have gotten out of hand, now they are actually able to handle like
0: settling back down or handling their emotions. I think that's kind of like what I was mentioning where I really noticed that they can now be silly, play, wrestle. And one of them will even start, oh, you hit me. And if I just keep my mouth closed, five seconds later, they're over. That's part of the fun Mm -hmm. for them, you know? And so just trying to go with that flow more. Whereas before when they were six months younger, like Cedric really could get hurt. But right. It's kind of like he can kind of hold his own now. Yeah. So it's kind of like, mm-hmm. uh, you're just as much the instigator. So yep. yeah, I think you're going to get kicked or pinched And like a the coordination <laughs> gets better. Like everything. Right. Exactly. Just, mm-hmm. And
1: they can stay up a little later and yeah. it's not anarchy the next day right. and all that right. kind of stuff. So trying to work on the fun. <laughs> Another oxymoron. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. What about cultivating relationships with your kids individually?
0: Mm, this is something that I'm just kind of thinking about more lately because I, I am getting more one-on-one time with Cedric mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking about how I can, and I think just their ages now, yeah. it's kind of three and five. It's a nice time that you can kind of put, put that time in and, and really get something out of it yes. more, yes. you know, where it's not just managing them right. like somewhere else. Right. Um, so yeah, kind of looking for the chunks of time that we can, ha- that I can have just one on one with them, or Chris can have one on one with them and just kind of making it special, like especially just taking advantage of when it presents itself. Like for example, this week we have parent teacher conferences, Cedric's going to be in preschool on Thursday, his regular day, but mm-hmm. Dash is going to get out for a half day. Oh, perfect. you know, so I thought, yeah. oh, I can take him out for mm-hmm. lunch and maybe we'll go shop for his Halloween costume, yeah. you know, yeah. just something like that. Whereas I could have just picked up Cedric early or had Cedric right. home, you know, and kind of looking for little Windows spots, like yeah, that, where yeah. we can do things like that um Chris and I have talked about here, and maybe Chris has taken Dash on like a trip with his family before, just kind of because of how the timing and stuff worked out and mm-hmm. with their ages, but we've talked about you know sometimes just having you know him just take one of them, like i've done a trip to Austin where I just brought Dash, mm-hmm. you know that. Most of the time, we want to do stuff all as a family, Mm -hmm. but sometimes, too, looking Mm -hmm. for those places where you can just be one-on-one with them. I think just paying attention to their interests and different needs. I think just really that's starting to come out Mm -hmm. so much more and just kind of seeing kind of those different personalities and maybe what, you know, they both thrive on or... um, you know kind kind of what support they could use um a uh, a book that i read a while ago and i would actually like to revisit it is um, called siblings without rivalry mm-hmm. and something that really stuck out with me about the in the book was about not labeling your kids like oh so hard, you're it? sporty yeah. or he's the sporty yeah. one even if you're trying even to even if it's like a positive positive, a label. complimentary one mm-hmm. you know yeah oh that he's more musical he's mm-hmm. more arty you know um things like that and and it is kind of hard because i i do sometimes notice those differences mm-hmm. between them so i know i'm i'm guilty of it i try not to i don't do it in front of them ever right. and i probably need to be better about it even just talking right. with other people about it but i just think about that and like i said just supporting whatever their mm-hmm. interests are um that yeah, even if one's not showing an aptitude, that doesn't mm-hmm. mean they can't, you know, right. try it. And right? Who knows? Maybe And they that, that labeling
1: way. then just like is a self fulfilling prophecy. Exactly. Like, well, they're the smart one, and so I am just right. She could be equally as smart, but right. it's just like mm-hmm. it presents itself differently. Mm-hmm. And if they think mm-hmm. that that messaging is
0: like, oh, well, I don't need to be the
1: smart one, then right, exactly. or I'm not going to be exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm just starting to feel so excited for for seeing those interests come out they're both starting to express some interests and in kind of some different mm-hmm. activities and that's mm-hmm. just kind of really neat and I think just looking for those different opportunities for them like with them one-on-one yeah. as they get older I yeah. do have a dream that I will feel confident enough to one day take the both of them together camping without mm-hmm. Chris and just do mm-hmm. like mother mm-hmm. son mother son um, bonding, yeah kind of trips and stuff like that so okay um, yeah, I think that for us too,
1: man, this is hard because we've never just had one kid. Right. So we've always, we got them as a unit. right? <laughs> it's right. kind of like having twins. Like uh-huh. we've just always been tag teaming. yeah. And so we really have to be super careful with this and them both being girls and being only 19 months apart. Right. Like it's, we to just not lump treat them. together. Them, yeah, we treat them as a unit far too often. And it's usually, usually when we notice a lot of just like bickering behaviors Mm -hmm. and like we're all kind of annoyed with each other Mm -hmm. just separating
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: changing the dynamic Mm -hmm. makes the makes a world of difference um
0: it is crazy how different their personalities are
1: when they get apart especially
0: like running an errand with the two of them very likely they are brawling in a waiting room take just one of them he'll just quietly read yeah. a book and <laughs> delightful in different ways delightful but equally exactly. delightful exactly. it's just it's so
1: weird when you take that out of yeah. the equation it really is crazy um, so yeah we've been trying to do more like weekend one-on-one mm-hmm. outings even just like taking Vanessa to Hobby Lobby right. you know just something doesn't have to
0: be anything over the yeah, top yeah and
1: I think with Vanessa has always been in more school than Julia so I had some more built-in time with Julia kind of like you have with Cedric now and so I got good at doing those things with Julia and like and it kind of assumed Vanessa didn't like to do those things. Right. And it's like, or oh, she does too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, so being um, really conscious of that and then finding little times even throughout the day, like uh, where we will have like, because it's really rare to get like one kid and both parents. Right. Like ever. Mm-hmm. And so uh, like sending one to shower mm-hmm. And then being super s- intentional about using that other time, even Aww. if it's just snuggling up and watching right. a show they want mm-hmm. or whatever, but like the, that is the other one's gotcha. mommy and daddy time well, that's to where sweet. we're even doing it. Like you shower on alternating mm-hmm. nights so that so that person gets more time. In. Yeah. That's so that's like been that. like a really, a little thing, but it's time we could spend, you know, cleaning up the kitchen, oh, doing yeah. whatever, but we're oh, trying yeah. to be intentional with whoever mm-hmm. is not in the shower. Yeah. I like. That. <laughs> so it's kind of, kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just, yeah, with our girls too, allowing and even encouraging different choices. Mm-hmm. Almost, almost sometimes like, no, you have to choose gotcha. something different gotcha. because they will just, mm-hmm. I think too, they have this really cool bond, you know, coming to us the way that they did and being, they just had, they were like overly attached mm-hmm. in some ways, mm-hmm. which was really sweet to watch. And they still have this like, this consideration for each other that mm-hmm. I don't think is normal for mm-hmm. kids their age. Mm-hmm. Um, just this looking out for each other. But also it can turn into something unhealthy where Mm -hmm. they just can't do anything separate Mm -hmm. or different Mm -hmm. or that they think everything has to be exactly the same Mm -hmm. to be equal. Mm -hmm. And so like this year we encouraged like Vanessa wanted to do ballet really bad. Mm -hmm. And there happened to be a ballet class that was, you know, for her age and not Julia's age. Mm -hmm. And so I thought for sure when Julia saw her in ballet, she would want to find some sort of dance class and she I I asked her I was like you can do that or you can do soccer again you can, she's like soccer soccer Aww. soccer and so I just ran with it I was yeah. like yes this right. would be so good yeah. for them to have their own things mm-hmm. their own way we can support them that does not compete mm-hmm. you know um and even to where like then Julia had her first soccer game and Vanessa was a little salty, like a little oh, right. like, I'm not well, playing. maybe I want to play. I said yeah. you chose ballet and that's right. an awesome choice. Mm-hmm. And we can, you know, right. but you kind of have to almost mm-hmm. like nudge that yeah. a little bit. Right, So, right. Okay, what about creating family and cultivating kind of those extended family relationships mm. and friends who are family yeah. relationships? Like, what does that look like for you guys?
0: Well, we are definitely very lucky that we get to see yeah. um, kind of family quite a bit. Um, Chris's sister and her family lives here, so we've got some cousins, and then his parents are here, so we've got grandparents, and then my parents are in Austin, but they get here as often as they can. So mm-hmm. it's it's pretty easy to prioritize spending time Mm -hmm. with all of them because we all really enjoy spending time with them so that's just something that's kind of coming easily and naturally um, but something that's definitely important to us Um, extended family um, luckily we get to see some extended family when we're home in Austin so that is nice and then more recently there have been there's been one family reunion on my dad's side so with my cousins and aunts and Mm -hmm. uncles the boys you know great aunts and uncles and whatever those cousins are to them i can right. never keep <laughs> it straight third, fifth, whatever. <laughs> once removed or something <laughs> um and there'll be another one of those coming up next summer and so i think just you know prioritizing that making the effort mm-hmm. spending on that and mm-hmm. just seeing that as as a value um I would love to start taking some bigger family trips with my cousins and and like my family and mm-hmm. my cousins on that side and, and that family um, because we did that growing up, yeah. going to the beach every summer yeah. with my mom's side of the family and would uh, like caravan with our family and Austin and cousins. And we just all, now that we're adults, have really fond memories yeah. of that mm-hmm. and are realizing just what a great thing growing up that was. Um, and then in terms of, you know, friends that are like family, I think we've just been so lucky to have found such a community of mm-hmm. people in the area, both from living randomly mm-hmm. next door to mm-hmm. them, um, or living on the same street, um, through our daycare. We've met a lot of people cause mm-hmm. we were just kind of, you know, really went through a lot together, right. like seeing each other. Our kids are going through the same thing and stuff. And, you know, I think that just is keeping in touch and just showing up for each other yeah and i think that's also asking for asking for help when you yes. need it yes. um you know just kind of thinking about that i would love to be having some more casual get-togethers like with neighbors and i feel like i'm getting to the point where i can i have a bit more bandwidth mm-hmm. with that mm-hmm. where it's just okay i'm making a big chili tonight whoever's right. around right. you know come on over um and yeah, I would just love for them to kind of grow up with that, with that dynamic. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that
1: this is just interesting for us in so many ways and like could talk so much about this too. So it's interesting because they have a first family, Mm -hmm. number one, and their biological family who we definitely, um, still keep them in touch with their other siblings Mm -hmm. and their grandmother and even some aunts on that side. So we have like three Mm -hmm. extended families Mm -hmm. um but that's obviously complicated too it's very complicated to have siblings that are siblings but Mm -hmm. being raised very differently just because all families are different but then even within the sibling relationships they have different attachments because the older ones obviously feel much more attached Mm -hmm. to the younger ones Mm -hmm. and the younger ones were so young that it's kind of out of sight out of mind Mm -hmm. and not that those relationships are not important to preserve for them, you know, into adulthood and everything else, but it's just it's just gets complicated, yeah. you know. So, um, but we try to get together like quarterly at mm-hmm. least and some, you know, sometime around the holidays. Um but then on the other side of that, you know, they had to learn kids don't usually have to learn who their family is. Right. It's this innate biological mm-hmm. thing. And so like um they had to even learn us as family and we mm-hmm. had to be very intentional about like creating that Mm -hmm. literally creating that family Mm -hmm. and creating that mother child Mm -hmm. bond or father child bond Mm -hmm. and so um then on top of that the extended family side of it I guess we've just learned that like it's such I think we take a lot of that for granted with Mm -hmm. biological families Mm -hmm. that that just happens Mm -hmm. but really like it's about the relationship and Mm -hmm. about and it's a privilege it's a privilege Mm -hmm. to be involved in um kids lives and mm-hmm. having to learn that the way we did we just look at that so we take that very seriously mm-hmm. because they've been through so much already that it's like no we want to add value to their lives right. not you know detract from it right. and so that is just a very complicated dance and mm-hmm. it's been hard i think sometimes for a family to know how to support us because mm-hmm. we definitely had to go through a time where we were kind of cocooning and mm-hmm. you just were teaching them. Yeah, out. Like literally you had to think about things like, no, we need to be the ones feeding them at a family right. gathering because right. they won't, mm-hmm. they need that bond, that mm-hmm. nurturing bond that you would normally get nursing or mm-hmm. bottle feeding, right. you know, cause I'm not feeding them in the middle mm-hmm. of the night, like you would mm-hmm. a newborn. And so mm-hmm. they have to learn that or there's weird things around mm-hmm. that. And so just all this stuff that we had to think about that made it tricky mm-hmm. and, and still You know, it's getting easier now as they're getting older and we're more and more attached, but Mm -hmm. it definitely just has made that extended family relationship tricky. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, because we have family that lives so far away, too, has made friends here Mm -hmm. that were there for us and supporting us and Mm -hmm. coming over when we were crying and dropping Mm -hmm. things off at our doorstep and really loving our kids um even when we sometimes didn't have the bandwidth to love them the way we Mm. wanted to be Mm -hmm. like those people became family Mm -hmm. in the most like strong and intimate ways that you might not have had otherwise you know so it's just this really it's cool but it's hard and Mm -hmm. it's messy and so um yeah just just learned a lot about what family means Mm -hmm. and like how to be better family members Mm -hmm. hopefully too Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's just kind of complicated. But definitely, I think that that concept of letting other people into particularly the hard stuff Mm. and the I'm overwhelmed or I'm Mm -hmm. sick and I need you to take my kids Mm -hmm. or I don't know what to do with her. She's making me crazy or Mm -hmm. like I feel like that creates intimacy
0: and asking for help and being willing to show that vulnerability or like I'm going to. Ask for help and reveal that I don't have yeah. it all together, or I feel like I'm doing a bad job. Right. But I'm gonna let you see all of that. That
1: creates more than like all the family get-togethers put sure. together. Like yeah. just that, letting someone into your mess yeah. a little bit. Yeah, and it's hard because you feel vulnerable and you feel like you don't want to do that. Yeah. But like, I feel like there were definitely times where I had no choice, and it was mm-hmm. uncomfortable at the time. But I'm so grateful that I did because it created mm-hmm. bonds with certain people that mm-hmm. I wouldn't have otherwise, mm-hmm. and so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That was yeah. a lot about that, but...
0: Yeah, but some very <laughs> important and good, can and good thoughts. No, very good.
1: <laughs> okay, so let's move
0: on. All right. What are you obsessed with lately? Okay, I have an obsession. It's sort of like an addendum to, t- to a previous episode, and that okay. is my new laundry system. Ooh, Like I feel like when we had our laundry episode... You, know, you said you felt like your laundry was something that was working really, really well. And I felt like my laundry was working okay.
1: Mine is falling off the wagon. Oh, so I need to. This is interesting. <laughs> we have switched places.
0: Um, so... In, I think, just taking this past summer, not working, being home a little bit more, just having some more bandwidth yeah. to even just, not necessarily just do laundry, but just even think through Like, processes. how do I want to be doing exactly. this? Yes. So um, before, I think Chris and I each had a laundry basket mm-hmm. for our separate clothes, and the boys had a laundry basket, but often we would be changing the boys, like, in our room so then their clothes would mm-hmm. kind of end up in our laundry or just... and. Chris and I exercise frequently. So workout clothes were kind of like hanging on the bathtub or getting put in. Right. So they're not like wet and sweaty. Yeah, getting yeah. mixed all in. Anyway, so what I came up with kind of like stepping back, what are, what's the type of laundry that we are producing? Um, I came up with the categories of mm-hmm. laundry and each one has its own hamper yes, yes. and that is working the very, pre-sort. very well. The pre-sort. Exactly. And so... What we are doing, um, the boys have a laundry hamper in their room. Mm-hmm. And then we have in our closet and bathroom, I put a laundry basket. We have um, a counter in our bathroom and a space underneath it so we can put a laundry basket mm, there mm-hmm. and that is perfect for workout clothes because yes. it's like not on carpet yeah. it's not in our closet like stinking up our clothes right. so there's a workout wear basket in our closet we have one for everyday clothes because mm-hmm. a lot of the clothes Chris and I have are like that I'm always washing on the delicate cycle yeah. and then I'm, I'm hanging up yes. a lot of things like the
1: cold dark yes. kind of thing
0: and then a basket for towels because yes. I think that was something else that was like clogging up other yeah. laundry baskets and in, they
1: don't wash and dry the same like right. the sensor in your dryer if you have towels oh, yeah. in with everything well else, I don't it, like, have
0: any kind of a sensor okay. I don't think <laughs> mine are pretty old school that sounds pretty fancy that sounds real fancy <laughs> <laughs> but I think it would be like I just need some underwear but in order to get underwear I have to wash like this huge load of towels right. you right. know so anyway so now we've got those four different and it's it's sorted enough that it um, it's just kind of by use, but it's not so sorted that it's too complicated. Right. You right. know? Mm-hmm. And so Chris is on board. I and we, we sort in the same way. Okay the same use okay. categories. And nice. I do think
1: that that's helpful.
0: Um, and so, anyway, so just having those sorted is really helpful. And then now I'm trying. Now I'm kind of more the do a few loads of laundry throughout the week, and mm-hmm. something that works really well. And I think this was kind of a tip that I kind of got from the Lazy Genius podcast. Um, I love her. She is she is really her. great. I have been really enjoying Lots her a podcast. Big meal planning stuff. Yes. And, mm-hmm. Yes. And so, I think there was something that was a tendency for me maybe to. Start a load of laundry like right when I got up, and sometimes that's not quite enough time to see it all through. Yeah, and then we would go off to school and forget and it, about it in the exactly. washing machine. So now what I do is right before we leave to go to school, mm-hmm. I start it washing. Okay. Then when I come back from drop off, it's ready to go into the dryer. I like that, and it's kind and that's of just more, like what you do exactly. I like that. Yes. Somehow that's working better. Mm-hmm. Um And anyway. I'm not saying that we don't still sometimes have laundry that we rifle through in baskets Mm -hmm. or it's not always put away. Like I still feel like a little bit more of just the putting it on autopilot needs to happen. But it feels like a big improvement from where we were. Yes.
1: Okay. We could. Talk, we could have a whole another laundry episode. I won't go into that. I know it's tough. Mine is not nearly. I have the front end. Gotcha. Working well for me. The back end. I. It's just backing up. Yeah. And I'm not using my time. But I think I need a schedule. I mm-hmm. think I just need a schedule for all the things in my mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my obsession. I meant to bring it with. Ooh. And I did not. Okay. But I'm going to share. So, it is the Happy Stitch Shop, which is a bow shop Aww. for girls. She's actually adding bow ties soon for the holidays <gasps> okay. for your little, your little gents i will stay tuned but they are the
0: cutest okay
1: take take for example this one i'm showing you uh-huh. online it oh. has library due date stamps on it oh so my this was gosh. part of her whole back to so school just like
0: the cutest pattern so i did get
1: some of those oh. yeah she has one that's made out of like book pages oh. you know looking like that she has these that are now made of like vintage hankies oh my gosh! that she actually just thrifted or whatever uh-huh. wait let me find them where they go these are so cute oh made out of actual so uh the girls and I are brand reps now through the holiday season because you know I buy them bows anyways and she had reached out and so actually I have a discount code which I will share in the show notes for this episode so go on over I think it's a I think it's It's either 10 or 15% off and she's just, she's a fellow mama. She just is a small business owner and I would just love to support her and her bows are really, really nice quality and you can get them on like a nylon headband Mm -hmm. or you can get them on either an alligator clip with no um, teeth or Mm -hmm. ones with teeth that grip better. So you can just specify and it's the same price no matter what.
0: This is all stuff that I am not familiar with. I don't don't know what an alligator (laughs) clip is, but Mamas of girls who they, have bows in your hair They know what your you're hair. talking well, no, about. Yes. And she has
1: like holiday collections. She has like little small collections mm-hmm. that are just kind of fun and has Cute. a fun Facebook group. So I will link to that in the show notes, okay. but she has extended a discount code How for nice. listeners. So.
0: Lovely. Mm-hmm. Adorable. Do you have any neighborhood news for us? I do have some neighborhood news. And this actually goes along with, I think, friends as extended family, mm-hmm. because we just had a neighbor just go a above and beyond Mm. so i feel like i just have to share the story so we had a uh kind of scary incident and everything is fine now yes but where uh cedric got got really sick came on really quick and it was why while chris and i were out on a date night Mm. And it was already late in the evening, mm-hmm. and so when we got that call, we were out. We were kind of far away, and you know, just kind of panicking. He needed to go to urgent care, um and you know, here we are, far away. It's kind of the the call that you always dread. Yeah, you think <laughs> this is the reason why I don't put my phone on yes, silent, right? exactly. So. Anyway, and of course, our babysitter is here. Dash is asleep, and Cedric is needing medical attention. Um, So I called a neighbor. She picked up right away, and I just explained the situation, said, I need you to go pick up Cedric and take take him to urgent care. And Mm -hmm. I mean just without hesitation. Yep, I'm on Mm -hmm. my way right there. So she came. She got him. She took him to urgent care. It turns out that... Uh, because of the symptoms he was having, they wanted him to go to a children's hospital ER. Ugh. So it was like all
1: while you're frantically yes. trying to get home, and right? so it was
0: like right as we were about to be able to come and meet her at urgent care, mm-hmm. she you know called like I'm already on my way to the ER. You know, I mean she was just Ugh. so she was like whatever needs to happen, yeah. I'm just getting him there as fast as possible. So. Anyway, so we ended up meeting her at the children's ER and everything turned out to be totally fine. Ended up being, you know, uh, what turned out to be minor, but just those symptoms that are kind of scary when you see it in a young child. And so and then to go just even more above and beyond, she offered to come back to our house and relieve the babysitter and stay at our house. And so she came slept on our couch till like 4 a.m yeah you know lost you know most of a night of sleep and just was you know you know of course I would do this for you just so willing to help out and anyway so we were just feeling so very thankful to have neighbors and Mm -hmm. people that we could just call on that just in a moment's notice are right. just showing up for right. you. So that that's was a big deal. That was very incredible. And just um, all the more reason to know your neighbors. Absolutely. You just never know when you're going to need someone that's just right there. Absolutely. You know? Mm-hmm. So anyway, shining, shining star hero. neighbor.
1: <laughs> well done neighbor. Okay, well I think that is all we have. We would love to know what kinds of maybe little tips or even bigger thoughts you have around yeah. creating family and an extended family in your community. So be sure to share with us. And thank you so much for listening. You know where you can find us on Instagram. We are High Girls Next Door. And find our Girl Next Door podcast page on Facebook. Our website is girlnextdoorpodcast.com where we will link to the books we mentioned and that discount yep. code for mm-hmm. the cute bows, that cute little shop. And our email address is highgirlsnextdoor at com. Thanks so much for dropping in.
0: Until next time, be neighborly.
1: podcasting
0: expert over Mm -hmm. here Mm -hmm.
1: already hot from two sips of coffee